Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. I am so excited. <laughs> we have Erica Frank as a guest today. How are you, Erica? Hi, Jen. I am great, and I am beyond excited to be a guest today on this awesome podcast. Oh my gosh. Well, as many of you know, Erica and I have been friends forever. Um, we have worked together. Um, she was at our firm. She is now, and this is a long title, so I want to make sure I get this right. She is the Associate Executive Director, the Sections Chief, and the General Counsel at the California Lawyers Association. We are very proud of you, Erica, and so honored to have you on the podcast today. So we're going to talk about the holidays. Have Yay. you started yet? I have. I went crazy on Black Friday and then, of course, Cyber Monday. And then, of course, the sales keep coming. So I absolutely love the holidays. I do, too. And I love how I get the email that says extended, right? <laughs> Cyber Monday extended. I um, just love that. Okay. So in the workplace, obviously, um, all of us celebrate the holidays differently. But at work, we have some common challenges, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is the one that you're thinking most about, Erica, that we want to tell our listeners about? Well, gosh, I mean, if we're talking about shopping, let's talk about shopping on the clock. I mean, we all do it. Let's admit it. But what? how do employers address it? Can employers address it? It's such an interesting question, right? Because with COVID, we went to this sort of work at home mentality for a lot of people and reality, I shouldn't just say mentality. And many folks don't even have a hybrid schedule, right? They're working at home. And we all know what we do when we work at home, right? We're efficient, we get things done, but we slip in a load of laundry here, or we throw in the meatloaf for dinner, or we run and get the kid at school. You know, it's just how it is. And it, it's not meant to be a criticism. It just is what it is. One of the things that I find interesting is we know all of that is happening. And then we find out somebody is on Nordstrom.com buying something for 10 minutes and we want to have a, a heart attack, right? There is a certain amount of personal things that get done during work, right? I mean, that's just yes. a reality. Where should we draw the line? Like, where do we want to say, uh, enough is enough? Well, you know, we have to remember, we always need to go back to what does our employee handbook say and what do our workplace policies say? And most of us at this day and age have some kind of internet use workplace policy. So that's always going to be the starting point. You know, some employers may be very strict as far as when you can use the company equipment to go shopping at Nordstrom. Um, other organizations may be more lax. Um, of course, you know, we always know that there's those considerations if it's during a, a, a non-exempt employee's lunch hour, they're free to do what they choose. Many employers really are not concerned about employees surfing the net or shopping during that time. Um, in other circumstances, though, when they're on the clock, that might be a little bit different. Um, the other thing, too, Jen, now that's becoming more and more of an issue isn't so much like, of course, we always have to worry about wage an hour and productivity. But as you mentioned, with remote work, there's this, you know, flexible schedule now that most of us enjoy. It's a lot of the data security issues that are starting to arise and becoming more problematic. You're so right about that. We get a lot of calls and there, there are data breaches that people 
um, are struggling with. We have clients who have to go through all of those protocols that are required under California law. And, you know, you mentioned something interesting about non-exempt, Erica, because obviously if we have an exempt employee who's being paid to do the work they do and not the hours they work, if they're shopping on the Internet, it's not like it's time theft, right? Because right. They're, they're being paid and presumably they have a certain amount of work that needs to be done. And if they're going to take 20 minutes on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or, you know, the Tuesday after to do a little shopping, that that's really not something that we should be focused on. And even for the non-exempt, to the extent we have sort of a de minimis policy where we say, hey, use it reasonably. You know, if, if you walk by somebody's cubicle and they're online at 8 and they're still online at 11.30 shopping, obviously we've got a problem. But, you know, here or there, or I remember when we bought Taylor's Swift tickets and there was, you know, the moment in time when they came on and I told everyone in the office, I don't care, stop what you're doing, get your tickets. Like, I understand. Um, so we have to be careful that we're not judging the reason that they're using it for um, personal use, for example, I can see a legal issue coming up if you let me do all of my, quote, Christmas shopping, but somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas gets in trouble for being on their, you know, the website of, you know, their faith or something like that. Like, we have to be really careful that we're consistently enforcing this personal use of our um, company or organization equipment. Yeah. And you know what, Jen, I think that's extremely important. And probably the biggest takeaway on this topic of shopping is it's not, it doesn't matter what they're shopping for. It's personal use of company equipment during quote unquote working time. And I'm so glad you raised that because you're right. I mean, there's no difference between holiday shopping and shopping for a birthday party or even just personal shopping because you feel like hitting the sales. Right, because you want to do it. All right, yeah. now the other thing that comes up during this time of the year, of course, are holiday parties. And yes. you and I are both lawyers, and we've been at those parties where we're just squirming in the corner saying, please let no one know what is happening here right now. <laughs> lawyers can be the worst at this. Um, but what are the issues that come up with parties? Like, what do we want folks to be thinking about? Sometimes it's not obvious, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, especially coming out of COVID, I think we're going to see more holiday parties and more willingness to collaborate and connect this year than we have in years past. And so we have to kind of dust off the cobwebs a little bit and think about, you know, of course, it's time and place, as you know, and as you've always said, when we're together, not necessarily working, but we're with our colleagues it's still we're with we're still working. I mean, we're still with colleagues. We still have to mind our P's and Q's. We still have to remember all of our um, professionalism and how we behave. Now, naturally, um, with many holiday parties, if an employer chooses to do it in the evening, and I guess I mean, I guess why does time matter? But where I'm going with is the serving of alcohol. I mean, that is always the top of mind issue that comes up, and we've seen over the years a lot of liability cases. Um, that come back to the employer, even when the employees left the workplace and it had a drink outside of the workplace event, the employer was still found. Remember that was that, was it Marriott Hotel? Yes. Is that it? Yes. Like a hundred years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and so it's funny you brought up time though, because I think you're right to mention time because then it also, you know, if we say, let's all meet in the conference room at three o'clock, we're going to have a Bush Noel log and some eggnog, that's that's going to be paid time yes. of the time, right? 
but you have a party at a hotel after hours. A lot of us think, well, it's not going to be paid time, but what makes it paid time? I mean, how could that be an issue for us from a wage hour perspective? Absolutely. If you're requiring employees to attend or you're requiring your employees to help set up or work at the event, 100%, 100%. Well, you know what's funny is you don't even have to say your participation is required. You can say things like, well, Erica, you don't want to miss this. We're going to make a really important announcement. And then all of a sudden you're in the, that's work-related because if I miss it, I'm going to miss the really important announcement, right? Right, right. And you know, Jen, I know when we start talking about this, people think, oh, Erica and Jen just don't like to have fun. That's not it at all. Now, of course, I do go to bed super early, so I'm always loving the afternoon parties, right? Not the evening. But that's not the case. It's really just a matter of knowing what you got to know if you're going to move forward with something like that. Go have all the great fun in the world, but just keep in mind all of these things that you have to consider. Um, and then, of course, also just going back to the alcohol and, and whatever else you're going to host, the drink limits and tickets are a great way to go about controlling consumption. Um, it's still utilized and, of course, is still a great thing to do. Um, and then, of course, going back to the pay issues, even, Jen, something that we've seen frequently is when the employer holds a holiday lunch, is that going to be a working lunch for our hourly employees? How do we work around that? And a lot of times, of course, you're going to need to pay the missed lunch period premium, right? right? right. And then let them go to lunch. And you're thinking, I just bought them this fancy lunch. Like, doesn't that count? Well, they couldn't do what they wanted. Exactly. If they want to do yoga in the parking lot, that's what they need to be able to do on their lunch hour if they're not exempt. So all those wage hour issues, and you know, both you and I love this wage hour stuff because it's so interesting and there's such meaty issues. I know it drives a lot of you who are listening crazy and I get it. These wage hour cases are expensive. I mean, ridiculously expensive, so much in attorney's fees, so much in settlements, but you have to really always have them in the back of your mind, these wage hour issues and considerations so that you set everything up. We don't want to ruin your fun, as Erica said, but we do want to make sure that you're setting up in a way that you should be. Okay, another holiday issue are presents. Okay, I like yes. to give presents. You know, we all like to give presents. But, you know, you and I have talked before that I've worked in firms where some lawyers will buy their secretaries like the fanciest Chanel bag, and then another secretary gets nothing. And not only does that seem so unfair and mean, but it's also something that if you're an HR person or you're the business owner or you're leading the organization, you don't want to have something that is that um, obvious of a differential between what the folks are doing. And of course, the lawyers would tell me, well, we have the right to buy our, our assistant whatever we want. Yeah, I get it. But I have to worry about how it looks fully, like what's the big picture? How can we do that? I mean, people do want to buy their assistants and the folks they work with. Sometimes they want to buy them things. How can we help folks manage that appropriately? You know, that is such a difficult topic. And I feel like it's become more challenging as we've become more sensitive and um, aware of inequities in the workplace, whether it's I got a Chanel and you got... I don't know, um, something from Target, which don't get me wrong, I love Target bags, but I'm trying to show the difference versus something that really under the eyes of the law is, is, is inequitable. Um, you know, there's nothing 
again, not trying to kill the fun and joy of giving gifts, but you could establish a limit that employees need to follow or the employer provides the gift. So there isn't this individual gift giving that starts to create an expectation and a feeling of of being treated differently from your coworker. So I like that idea. What I have done in the past is I have said, the firm will give you each $100 to go buy your assistant whatever you want to buy, and you can't buy anything extra. So that I know that everybody's getting something that is reasonable. Um, because I don't want to make people buy a present. I mean, that's a, that can be a real hardship depending on the situation. So unfortunately, and I know this is you know the fun killers again, but I think it's either no gift exchange or the employer has to figure out a way to either limit it or just make it happen. That's right. And a lot of employers now are doing gift cards. You know, they budget in their annual budgets for, um, you know, team building and for, um, you know, things to improve culture. And that would include, you know, maybe you give all your workforce, depending on your size, uh, a gift card, an Amazon gift card, Uber gift card, DoorDash, whatever the case may be to show appreciation. Um, some employers might do raffles or, a, you know, a voluntary gift exchange. But then, of course, that raises other issues, too. A voluntary gift exchange with white elephant gifts. Again, we got to remind our employees about, you know, our, our policies against uh, harassment, discrimination, retaliation and all of the things that go into a white elephant gift that raise our red flags all the time. But, you know, again, like everything that we talk about oftentimes, Jen, is setting the expectations and putting parameters. And generally, people like that and they'll follow the rules. I think that's right, because certainly from my perspective, I never want to be the person who wasn't giving what other people are giving or wasn't doing what somebody else was doing. And so I love the idea of just knowing, like, how do I do it right? Right. Somebody give me rules so I know how to do it right. So what about this, Erica? What about folks who don't celebrate the holidays? I mean, not everybody celebrates the holidays. So from a workplace perspective, you know, you mentioned earlier that we need to be sensitive and that we've actually learned, I think, to be a lot more sensitive over the last few years just because of everything that's gone on in the world and COVID. And, you know, we're all just, I think, a little more attuned to people's personal beliefs and personal values. What do we do with those folks who who are not comfortable and it's 100% their choice not to participate? How can we not make them feel awkward or like they're being excluded? So the way that we could address that issue is really making it more about this is our appreciation to you. So what we're offering is a gift of appreciation. Um, It might be celebrated along the lines of a holiday, but that means that everybody is still receiving the gratitude from their employer, whether or not they celebrate the holidays uh, or whatever the case may be, they're still feeling appreciated. And that's how we would want to go about it. And really, frankly, that's really how most employers are going about it these days, too, Um, just because then you don't have to be concerned about Um, you know, making someone feel left out or they're just unable to celebrate because of their personal beliefs. I think those are such good points, Erica. And, you know, one of the, just the last sort of thought on this is we've had a lot of situations, you and I have dealt with them, where an employer will close early for a holiday Mm -hmm. party. And then the people who don't go to the holiday party are made to stay back and work. That's not how it should operate, right? If you choose not to go to the holiday party, that's okay. You get to go home. That is free time for you. 
and nobody's required to go to that event. So we either need to close the office or get a temp or do something else. Erica, as always, it has been such a pleasure to have you. I miss you. It's so good to see you. And I'm just so grateful for your insight. Thank you for joining us here today. Anytime. This was absolutely delightful. And what a great topic to talk about. So thank you, Jen. Oh, thank you. Everyone go out there. Have a wonderful day. Drive carefully. Be nice. Do something good for someone. Have a great day, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 